Our scripture reading today comes from the Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. Hear the word of the Lord. When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. While those flowing toward the Sea of Arabah, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off, then the people crossed over opposite Jericho, while all of Israel was crossing over dry ground. The priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There was a, a man named Josh who was gathering them together. And they heard Josh say, gather in. Everybody huddle in, lean in real close. Our leader has told me something to tell you. And this is what Josh said. He told them about their next move. Tonight, the people needed to prepare themselves because tomorrow their leader was going to do something amazing among them. And then, oh yeah, that river right there, that scary dangerous flooding river, our leader says, we're going to cross it. All of the people went to sleep, but few slept. They murmured amongst themselves, what in the world is Josh thinking? Doesn't he know that the current of the river is way too fast and the depth is too great this time of year? Can't we just wait even just a few weeks before we cross it? How will our young survive, our children? What about our elderly? What about the wounded? Did we come this far, some of us journeying for decades, just to be stopped by a river that engulfs us? The next morning, as people stirred and woke, some went down to the river to wait, but a mom she said, I can't go. There's no way I can carry my child and my mother, a man who had no family left. He, he said, I, I can carry your child. Then there was this young adult boy who said, there's no way I can possibly cross that river with my leg the way it is because he had lost one of them early in his life. There was a woman there that said, I will help carry you. Many of the elderly in the camp said, go on without us. They didn't want to be a burden. They knew they would be heavy weight to their children and their families. But adult after adult said, we will carry each other if we have to. And so the entire group of these people, all of them gathered at the river, a river that looked impassable even for a healthy, fit, young person, not to mention someone who was weary from the journey, who was tired, or who was elderly or disabled. Josh said to the people, this is how we're going to do it. Our ministers will go first. At that point, there was new murmuring in the crowd. Some people were immediately relieved. Well, at least it's not me that has to go first. But then there were others who said, wait, 
We're going to put our religious leaders at risk first. Others said they're exactly the ones who should go first. They signed up for this, right? Slowly, cautiously, some of the ministers began to walk. Some of them looked back in great fear. Some of them looked back, almost pleading for a way out. And they began to inch their way forward to the river, slowly, cautiously. Some of them, their breathing was getting faster. They were clinging to each other, just hoping that they would not have to go into that scary river in front of them. They were hoping for another way. They finally reached the very edge of the river and two of the ministers, they, they just barely dipped their toes into the river. And then all of a sudden, the river to the left of them, it stopped flowing. And the river to the right, it, it formed this huge wall of water. And there before them was dry land. It had stopped. There was a way to cross. The, the ministers began to move forward and Josh told them, you need to walk to the center of the river and wait. You need to wait there until all of the people have passed over to our destination. You could just sense that the ministers moved further and further into the bed of the river with great fear, wondering at any moment, could that wall of water come and take us with it? At first, no one else moved. No one entered into the dry bed of the river. It was as if they were all awestruck at this miracle that was before them, but also scared to death, wondering what will happen, what is next? And Josh told them, Let's go. It was like everyone just sat there in total silence. And then suddenly, this, this pair of siblings, a young boy and a young girl, they ran out holding hands. They just ran out into the river. And then they, they looked back and they said, come on, mom, come on, dad. And, and before you knew it, everybody began to move. And, and there, was, there was so much fear Everyone started going as fast as they could, some running, some walking. There was screaming and there was shrieking and yelling. Everyone was scared to death at the possibility that the water could be released at any moment. They were yelling at each other, making sure that their family members were with them and they had made it across. We're talking tens of thousands of people are trying to cross. And then they would get mad at each other because someone would fall. And then they would be grateful that they had community that could lift them up. And, and then this, this sea of people, and, and there is older person leaning on younger person. And, and there are siblings holding each other's hands. And they're making their way in great fear across this dry riverbed. And there in the middle are those ministers holding ground waiting until person after person after person passes them by. Some of those ministers, they wanted to go. 
They wanted to get out of the huddle that they were in. But people held each other in place firmly. They leaned on each other in their fear and wonder as person after person went to safety without them. When everybody had gotten to the other side of the river, in that moment, it was like, oh no, the water's going to come down. Will the ministers make it? They're in there. We're in safety. What's going to happen? Everybody's sitting and standing on the side of the riverbed and they're breathing heavily from the haste of crossing and they're staring back at where they just came from. And slowly, the ministers begin to move and then they begin to walk fast and faster and faster and they finally get to the other side and as soon as the last minister's foot came up out of the river, it began to flow just like it had before at flood stage. And there are these people staring back at the river that they just crossed on dry ground, just like it had been before. They stared at it for a few moments and then they turned away from the river with great excitement and with great trepidation. None of them had ever been here before. There was so much unknown ahead, so much possibility. All the people realized in that moment was this, that their leader, the God of Israel, who rescued them and their ancestors from slavery in Egypt, who was with them in a pillar of fire, this God is always bringing people towards something better than they can expect. Even if it means you might have to cross a river, a scary river. And their leader, well, their leader certainly did indeed do something amazing among them. And it wasn't just making the river passable. It was that their leader allowed them to lean on each other, to find ways to serve one another and care for one another and demonstrate compassion to one another that they had not done up to that point. They had to rely on each other to be able to cross that river. When a community leans on each other, amazing things happen. So I want you to consider, where might you find yourself in this story? Would you be one of those that maybe wants to wait at the tent, not go? Would you think that maybe you're one that doesn't have the skills or the ability or is young enough to make that journey across that river? Would you just wait to see what someone does following the crowd? Would you try to come up with reasons of all of these ways that you would be more useful if you stayed back in the tent on this side of the river? I wonder if any of us would want to lead, want to come up with a new option, a new plan for a way to get across this river. Certainly, our leader is telling us one thing, but that can't be because, you know, my gut and my experience and my story are telling me that we shouldn't be going across the river this way and at this time. Who are you following? 
You know that if you are the leader or if you are following, all of us are going to have to help carry a heavy load. And I wonder if any of us are just mesmerized by the drama of it all. Just kind of hanging back, murmuring amongst one another, finding yourself seeing all that's going on and witnessing and then whispering thoughts about what you see to other people. Where are you in this story? Would you be someone that even feels included in the community? Are you part of the entire people that are gathered there? Or are you feeling a little bit excluded? Friends, there are two gifts of this passage from the book of Joshua that are given to us when we come to a river crossing in life. A river crossing is a time in our life when before us is something unknown, something scary, something challenging, something that's risky, and honestly, something that might look a little uncomfortable to get into. These are the two gifts that this passage gives to us. Friends, we have to make sure first that we are following the right leader when we are crossing rivers. And second, friends, when we cross a river, we need to make sure that we are doing it in community, that we are not doing it alone. In verse 14 of our scripture, this is what it reads. It says, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they were in front of the people. The Ark of the Covenant for the people that were in ancient Israel, it was not just metaphorically, it was literally the presence of God. And they were told that they had to stay 2,000 cubits away from the Ark of the Covenant. So one cubit is the distance from the tip of your fingers to your elbow. They had to do 2,000 of these away from the Ark of the Covenant. That's about a half a mile. Do you see the image that is presented here? Half a mile in front of any person is the Ark of the Covenant. It was God who was leading them through this river. It was the presence of God that was leading them into the river that seemed scary and impassable and possibly uncomfortable. And just so that no one person could think that they were the leader, the ones who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, the priests or the ministers, they were told to go into the river first, but then they had to wait in the middle of the river until everybody else got to safety. In all of these instances, the visual is that it is the presence of God that is leading the people and grounding their leaders. When we come to a river crossing in life, we need to ask ourselves, who am I following? Who is my guide across and through this river? Is the thing that I am looking to for wisdom and guidance in this time, is it the Lord? You know, if you're anything like me, sometimes it's easier just to look to Google or to my Twitter feed or maybe even just to see what my news outlet that I'm following is saying. What would it be like, friends, 
if this week, when any of us come to a river crossing in our life, if each of us, if we just took five minutes and turned to God's word to give us wisdom and guidance, what would it be like if we are seeking wisdom to just take a few moments out of our workday or our day at home with children or a day at home by ourselves and we just spent time in prayer seeking the guidance and wisdom of the Holy Spirit. As people of God, we need to make sure that we are following the right leader, and that is God, not anybody of this world. The second gift that this passage offers to us is that when we are making these river crossings, we can't do it alone. What a gift it is to be part of a faith community. In this passage, the nation of Israel are called the people. And this is a unique word that the author intentionally uses here to talk about the people. The author doesn't say they or them or those guys or those girls. The author says the people. And the Hebrew word that is used there for people, it means a group that are bonded or connected over something. There is something that is keeping them connected together. The nation of Israel, the nation of Israel was connected because they were the people of God. But this is what I want us to keep in mind. The nation of Israel was made up of 12 different tribes, different ages, different skills, and different roles. But here, Right here at the base of this river, they are one people. They are connected because of who they have chosen to follow as a leader. They are God's people. We and we get to a river crossing in life. We need to lean in, to huddle up, and the Lord will do amazing things among us. We must lean on each other. My retelling of the Israelites crossing the Jordan River is from my imagination and it's from my experience. But this is what I know is true about the way God created humanity. God created us to be in relationship with one another and to be in a relationship with God. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, Jesus said. What if, friends, one of the ways that we allow Jesus to overcome the world is through his church, through us, the followers of Jesus, not as individuals working out their own faith by themselves, as a body of Christ, a community of faith, leaning on one another in mutual affection and encouragement. The passage reads that the people, all the people, and it says the entire nation, all of Israel crossed the river that day. No one was left behind. Well, friends, we are at some river crossings in our society right now, not to mention the river crossings that all of you might be experiencing 
in your own homes and lives. COVID-19, the crossing of, do we send our, school, our kids back to school in two months? Should we go and visit our parents? What about the assisted living homes? Will we get others sick? Do we make our kids wear masks? Some of us are charging ahead. Others are inching forward, waiting to see what others will tell us to do. And then there's this other river that we're crossing in our society right now, the fight for justice for the black community. Some of you wanna jump right in and figure out the most faithful way to navigate that river so that real change happens. Some of you are slowly inching your way towards it, waiting to see what others do and who you can follow. And honestly, I know that some of you are just ready to put that river behind you. I want you to consider the gifts that this passage offers to us as we consider these unique river crossings for this unique time. Who is our leader as we cross these rivers? It is God, our Lord, the Almighty, the Creator, the author and perfecter of our faith. Seek out God's wisdom in scripture and in prayer as we try to cross these rivers. And who are we crossing these rivers with? Who is grounding you? Who is allowing you to lean on them? And you are letting others lean on you. COVID-19 has been difficult for the mental health of so many in our country, but you need to know for the mental health of many in our congregation. Reach out for help. If you are, if you are one of those folks, you are not alone. We are crossing this river together. The focus on Black Lives Matter in our culture has been difficult on many different levels for the people in our congregation. Lean on each other, friends. Have courageous conversations about racism. It's okay to name that it makes us feel uncomfortable, but that we're committed to do the inner work together with God as our guide as we cross that river. Do you see it? Do you hear one? A river that you might have to cross or that you are wanting to cross this week? It's a river maybe before you, you know you need to, but you're really wanting to hang out in the tent. Or maybe you're waiting to see who can lead you. I wanna encourage you friends, you are not alone. There is a God that is guiding us. Turn to scripture, turn to prayer, and turn and lean into and lean on to those in our community of faith. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.